Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, three things you must do before starting your own podcast. You know, podcasting isn't necessarily the thing that's going to make you money, but it's something that helps you build your brand. We're now joined by Michael O'Connell. He is an author of the upcoming book, Turn Up the Volume, and is an expert on the growing phenomenon of podcasts, something you'll be familiar with probably if you're listening to this interview. Michael, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me in. Well, yet again, we have another example of how the media industry is being disintermediated and blown up by emerging technology. First, it was citizen journalists and bloggers, and now the phenomenon of podcasting. What is podcasting? Well, uh, podcasting, as most people know it, is uh, audio nuggets of shows. Uh, they can be on any uh, any type of topic. Um, they generally uh, appeal to a niche audience. It's not so much a produced radio show as it is an audio story um, on a particular topic. And it can be, you know, wide ranging or very specific, very, you know, as I said before, niche. It could be one minute long. It could be four hours long. Is it really a phenomenon now of uh, people becoming much more mobile and, and wanting to snack on content rather than being enslaved to a schedule, you know, the same way that they time shifted video and now they're time shifting audio content is that what's what's going on here? Uh, exactly right i think people want to be able to control the content that they they listen to and what makes podcasting as a as a listener so appealing is what you said is you know how the dvr changed the way we consume video podcast has given us a platform where we can listen to very specific content about the things we really care about and program it and listen to it whenever we want to and because Audio is a is is something we consume passively. It's not something we have to uh, set aside time for and sit in front of the TV to watch. It's something we can take with us. It's our companion in the car. Um, it's it's who's with us at the gym and when we're running, uh, we're doing errands, we're cleaning the house. It can be pretty much wherever you are. The interesting thing, though, when I think about podcast, it's it's such a broad term these days. You know, you can think about a podcast like a serial, for example, that people listen to religiously. And then by the same token, you can have a small business or an entrepreneur just say, hey, I want to do a podcast and literally just record their own MP3 file and, and post it. They're all podcasts, right? Exactly right. And I don't think we've we've sort of seen the, the wide range that podcasting can be. A lot of people, when they think about podcasts, they think of like, you know, the famous ones like Serial that you mentioned or somebody like Adam Carolla. And, and, but those will actually make a fraction of the number of podcasts that are produced. And if really, even though they have large audiences, a fraction of the of what people are listening to and, or, and the size of the audience. You know, if you go on iTunes, there are millions of podcasts, millions of podcast episodes, thousands of different titles on all types of things. So, you know, again, it's it's what I said before about people trying to find specific content for their to, to cater to their interests and their needs. And from a business, from a marketing standpoint, I mean, that's there are people who are leveraging podcasts to promote their business, to promote their expertise, to make money, you know, to sort of supplement what they do uh, as part of their business. And, and that's, as I said, there are people doing that, but that's almost untapped at this point. There are, there are I don't want to, I don't want to give the impression that if you just start a podcast, you're suddenly going to become famous, you're going to suddenly make a million dollars, but it's something that you can make a part of your business strategy that can grow that and, and sort of give a face to what your business is, uh, to what your expertise is. It sounds to me very similar to what we saw a phenomenon of blogging a number of years ago, where all of a sudden everybody could blog. The blogging platforms were there. 
And the idea was, oh, I'll just throw a blog up there and everybody will find it and it'll be awesome and make lots of money. The reality is it's very hard to build audience for a blog. I'm assuming the same phenomenon applies for podcasting. How does somebody build an audience for a podcast? You build an audience like you do in all other types of media. You, you spend money, you spend time and effort. One thing that uh, I discovered as I was uh, writing the book, and this is something I actually try to tell people who ask me about whether I should podcast or not, is one of the first truths you have to come to understand is you are not going to have a large audience, period. You know, I interviewed uh, one of the executives at Libsyn, which is one of the, the large podcasting audio servers out there. And uh, he'd sort of looked at their figures and everything. And, and he has written and said at, at um, various conferences and things that the average audience for a, a podcast episode after six months at, for a show, uh, when they post an episode after that episode has been on for over a month, is 150 uh, downloads, 150 people. The average size of, a, of most of the podcasts that are out there are 150 people. And that's something that's hard for a lot of people to sort of come to grips with from a lot of different reasons. If you're a businessman, you're saying, you know, well, I can go to my local radio station and go to look at my TV station. They're going to promise me thousands of listeners. And, you know, why should I invest in podcasting? Why should I make the effort into podcasting? And I say that... <laughs> The inverse of it is is that there are a tiny fraction of podcasts out there, like Adam Carolla, which I'd mentioned, who have you know have thousands of uh, of listeners, and, and and podcasts have millions of of downloads. And part of that is that they already had a built in audience, and they also had a built in marketing um, platform that they were able to sort of get out. So the, there are people, that, you know, if you've got a huge audience, if you've got a huge followers on on Facebook and and Twitter already, then yes, you should be doing a podcast because you can be talking to your audience and servicing them there. But if you're just, you know, some guy who's got, you know, you're a lawyer, you, you've got some other type of business or service that you provide and you want to do a podcast, you have to come into the understanding that your audience may be very kind of small. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. We talked about niche, uh, a niche audience. I mean, there are people who are able to leverage a very small audience built around uh, whatever their expertise is. You know, say that you're a, you're a golf pro. You know, you're not you're not on the tour or anything, but you're well you're well known in the local area. You've got some expertise. You know, you do a podcast where you interview people. You talk about you know tips and you know equipment and things like that. And maybe you can get you know sponsorship from some golf courses or some golf golf supplies or something like that. So there's a way to do it. Like I sort of said before, it's it's you know podcasting isn't necessarily the thing that's going to make you money, but it's something that helps you build your brand. And like a business like a blogger, uh, you grow your audience by, through social media, uh, through paid advertising, through email marketing. You know, those are just some of the ways you can do it. So it sounds to me that what podcasts are more than anything else is a, a tactic to promote your expertise, assuming that you already have an audience following your expertise. If I'm a business person or just an entrepreneur, what are the top three? What are the top three reasons why? I should be doing my own podcast. Well, there are a couple of reasons. One, it, you know, get your identity out there. Get people to know who you are. Put a face on your business or your expertise or your product or whatever it is. Uh, the other is, you know, getting to know who your audience is. Um, you know, the people that you're serving. Uh, that's that's equally important. I think it, you, you, you know, that's one of the great things. And I didn't even touch on this about podcasts and why, why you should do a podcast is that you – you really develop a one-on-one -on -one relationship with your listener. Uh, you know, audio consumption, you know, uh, this type of uh, entertainment 
is very personal. Like I said, it goes with you wherever you are. It's like one person is in your ear talking, talking to you <laughs> all the time. Exactly. And so you develop a, an emotional attachment to the person you're listening to on your podcast. You become a fan. You become invested in them. And if they say, you know, I just went to this restaurant, you know, just down the street, you know, it was really great. You know, you know, hey, if you're ever down there, maybe you should go check it out. You know, you'll probably do that because you trust that that person. So that's what actually a lot of people have discovered. Uh, and this is for people who are, you know, advertising companies who have discovered about podcasting is the, leveraging that relationship that even the, though the audience may be small, it's a targeted audience. It's a loyal audience. If the if the host says something, the audience is going to respond to it. Well, those are great hints, and I really encourage all of you that are thinking about how to grow your expertise to take a lesson from your buddy Jonathan Aberman. There's no doubt that podcasting is an important part of spreading whatever message you want to spread, like we're spreading here at What's Working in Washington. Michael O'Connell, we look forward to reading Turn Up the Volume when it comes out in a few months. Meanwhile, thanks a lot for providing your expertise. I'm happy to be in here. You've been listening to What's Working in Washington with Jonathan Aberman. Look, this is a time where it's more important than ever to stay focused on how to move things forward positively. We in the Washington, D.C. region get things done every day. This is more than just House of Cards. And this podcast is a reminder of that. If you believe that that is the way things should be, follow us at, at What's Working D.C. or direct messages with stories that you think need to be covered to spread the word of positivity that's so necessary in this current moment. And don't forget to tell your friends about our podcast. They can find it on iTunes. See you next time. Goodbye.